Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Football Podcast. Coming up, we'll look back on Saturday's celebrations at Sylvans as Saints secured their first successful Prio title defence in 50 years. Coming into the season, we, we gave ourselves two goals. We wanted to retain the league, which we've done now, and, uh, and to win a Channel Island Cup competition. So uh, we've got three, three attempts at that. We'll also round up the rest of the latest domestic action and reflect on another positive point for GFC at Foots Lane. I'm Tony Kerr. With me this week, Rob Batiste. Hi, Tony. And Gareth the Prevost. Hi, Tony. Great to see you both. Um, busy weekend. Lots going on around the place. Uh, Rob and I were at St. Peter uh, for those centenary celebrations and a, a happy day for Saints as well, of course, um, clinching that title. Um, let's hear what Leon Meekin, Saints coach, had to say at full time. Brilliant. Uh, delighted. It's uh, been a long season again. You know, we've won it early, but um, it's, it's been fantastic. The boys have been brilliant all season. Yeah, and obviously um, to do it today, you know, it's a big occasion for Sylvans. I'm sure they would have wanted to, to put off the, the sort of title coronation. Um, and you did it without a few players who've been key for you this season. But to, to do it in that way must be quite pleasing. Yeah, really pleasing. Um, lovely big crowd here, which is nice to see for free at, free at football. And, and to, you know, be a part of Sylvans' 100-year celebration has been, uh, been special as well. But, you know, to add the, the title getting presented today and that performance, you know, especially in the second half, really puts the icing on the cake. And, uh, you know, we did it without a few players, uh, players as well. So those that have come in have given me decisions to make going forward, which is, you know, what I want, really. Yeah, and um, a good battle uh, for, a, for a chunk of the game there before you ran away with it. But just in terms of a couple of those players that got on the score sheet today, Danny Hale has been key at one end and, and Chris Lanieri as well with a couple of goal yeah, contributions I mean, there. Chris's goal was unbelievable. You know, the ball travelling over his left left shoulder and volleying it into the top corner. And uh, we don't see Chris do that often. So uh, he saves it for when the cameras are here and it was a special goal on a special day for us. And Danny's uh, little love yeah, as well. Danny's yeah. unbelievable. Um, he, he hasn't played much recently. He's had an injury. He's come back into the team today and uh, two vital goals, but uh, a really good performance on top of that as well. Yeah, as you say, you've won it early. So I'm sure we'll um, you know, do some more reflections on the season uh, in a couple of months' time. But you've got yeah, a big few weeks ahead with Uptons and, and Inter-Island competition as well. Yeah, uh, coming into the season, we, we gave ourselves two goals. We wanted to retain the league, which we've done now, and uh, and to win a Channel Island Cup competition. So uh, we've got three three attempts at that. We weigh Jeremy and an Upton. So, uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to the next next month or two. Leon Meekin speaking to me there um, after seeing a side beat Sylvans 5-1. Um, Rob, it was quite a scrappy opening, but... Um, Saints, as they have done, I suppose, a few times this season, sort of just stretched away from the opposition. Virtually every game they do it, don't they? I mean, they sort of give the opposition a chance or there seem to be any, some hope in the opposition. You know, they may, the opposition may well hold them for a while or score and go ahead. But um, they just come on strong, so strong every single time. And on this occasion, Sylvans were... Pretty dreadful, I thought. Half time, after half time, they seemed to have caved in, um, particularly after they went down to ten. And um, yeah, Saints might have scored another couple. It was um, very resounding and great to see. To be honest, Saints have been miles ahead of of most teams this year. I think North are the only team who could really push them on their day and did on certainly on one occasion. But it's consistency. The mentality is great. Physicality is great. You know, good good coaching. Um, great spirit within the team. Top side, and I think fancy they'll win the Upton. Yeah, it'll be great to see. It's been a while, hasn't it, since the Guernsey side troubled our Jersey counterparts. Of course, things look pretty different now. Um, yeah, so it's for Saints, three titles in the last three completed seasons. In that gap, the COVID-shortened season, which North would have possibly gone on to win or looked like they would go on to win. Um, so they this were is, definitely going to win. They were definitely going to win. So this <laughs> Let's is, not get, get off the fence. They were, they were, <laughs> that one nailed on. 
But on that basis, then, um, this is Saints' first proper title defence, uh, and it's taken them a while to do it. Certainly has. You go back to 1972 was the last occasion, and that was the, the, the tail end of the great Saints dynasty of the 60s. Um, and um, they, they were... Their, their sort of run was coming to the end. Valbrook were putting them under very, very strong pressure at the time. And I think the following year, as um, Noel Jeffries, Valbrook side, um, had the edge. Um, but um, whether they are um, as good as the 60s or 70, early 70s side um, remains to be seen. I think they need to start winning some Uptons and Jeremy's, etc. And we way to, to um, emulate those great teams. Um, but as I wrote on Saturday, um, you've got to hand it to some of these Saints players. I mean, they've got a very, very able goalkeeper, Jason Martin. We don't often see him have to do much because he's, you know, the defence in, in front of him is so able. Um, great skipper, great leader in Chris Lanuri. You know, he may well not be Colin Murph, anywhere near Colin Murph in terms of his ability, but what he is is a terrific captain, wonderful captain and great inspiration from that point of view. Dom Yeoman wasn't playing on Saturday. You know, he's up there with the, the Saints legends. You know, I doubt if he's probably quite as good as John Loveridge, but he certainly was. He certainly... Um, been around a lot more years than John was, and John was put, certainly put in a long stint. Um, but Dom has been fantastic all season. Um, they're just a great, great side, and um, I think um, they'll take some beating. Yeah, it's, well, still unbeaten in the league this season. Only the under-18s have got the better of them this season, and that was against a, a slightly changed side with a, a few players that had been pinched by the uh, the team in probably baby blue or whatever it was on the day. Um, yeah, 21 played, 20 wins, one draw, a big fat zero in the losses column at the moment and goal difference of 60. I fancy they would have won early, a lot easier on Saturday, Tony, if they got that penalty in the, early on, well, probably about 20 minutes in. I mean, that was a nailed on penalty, which I haven't seen given for a long time. Not quite sure what Tony Sarr was not seeing there. Um, and I can't, you know, he must have thought, surely, why has Callum and Lasher gone down when he was about to shoot? Um, I think basically everybody in the ground thought it was a penalty, including all the Sylvans. I heard a whisper um, later that Louis Fuller, um, one of the Silvers defenders, thought it was um, certainly an, um, a penalty and, and, and wondered whether the, per, the perpetrator might actually get sent off. But no, he didn't even get picked up at all. But Tony did actually reached for his red card eventually and he, he um, dismissed young Oscar Leadbeater, which is a shame. I could see why. I mean, he was the last man. He he tripped um, Danny Hale on the very edge of the belt box early in the second half and some Saints um, contingent were sort of asking for not only a penalty but a red card as him being the last defender. Um, Tony gave him a yellow then, I believe. Um, and later on... Um, Oscar caught Cowell Asher as he spun away, but it was and he got another yellow, which meant he was off. But I thought it was a bit unlucky, really. I thought it was sort of an inadvertent challenge, really. I didn't think he did it deliberately. He was forty yards away from goal. It's every chance he might have missed the challenge. It wasn't a, a certain goal for sure. But nevertheless, whether he stayed on the pitch or not, Saints were going to win that game. Yeah, it was a good, lively game as well. You've talked through a couple of the incidents there. Um, some really um, impressive goals. The captain, Chris Lanuri, hooking one over 
Plat-like was the description from the uh, Saints page. Plat-like, huh? <laughs> as, he, uh, as he hooked one and to put them into the lead in the second half. And then um, Danny Hell with an absolutely delightful lob as the ball sort of bobbled in front of him, just to the sort of presence of mind, just to scoop it over uh, the keeper and into the back of the net was pretty special. Yeah, I thought Danny Hell was brilliant once again. He really... <laughs> if he doesn't play in the Marathi, and I mean the final, not just the semi-final, I shall boycott it. <laughs> 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 it I just think, you know, he's, he's got to walk into our, our Marathi side. He is that good. He was actually electric again on Saturday. His free kicks and his ball striking, fantastic. Work rate was great. You know, that, that finish, that lob finish was top, top class. And you can't tell me whether we play two up front or three up front. There are more than one better. There's more than one better forward than um, the Danny Hell in Guernsey, um, and that forward obviously is Ross Allen. He's got to play. I'd say both Saints strikers then should be in yeah. with a good shout because I think Domion has been the best player I've seen in the Premier League all season. Yeah, it's I not saying an awful lot. But. A forward line of Domion, Ross Allen, and Danny Hale would suit me fine. Yeah, pretty tasty. And um, Charlton, Charlton Govine tucked in behind them. Yeah, just load the attack, bro. Why not? Is this the style of play we're going to be seeing at Rangers next season? I don't know. <laughs> As I said before, it's got nothing to do with me. And the other player I wanted, by the way, single out from Saturday, which I hadn't mentioned, I was harping on about Danny Hale's excellence, was George Mason. Another excellent game. Absolutely everywhere, in, particularly in the first half, you know. Top player, another Marathi candidate. Um, there was a good occasion up there as well. Sylvan's marking um, 100 years, um, a bit of sort of pomp and ceremony before kickoff with with the mascots leading them out. Did you sense a bit of a special occasion up there? Yeah, fair play to Sylvan's. It was um, they made a great effort for, to celebrate their um, their centenary. They won the Henry Leray Trophy. 2-0, that was the Corbett Cup sides who played on the big pitch. They had a good game and there was a nice little crowd up there. Good atmosphere. We wouldn't expect anything less at Silver Spurs. Great club. Um, they really are going places. And um, you know whether they will be the next team on the block in terms of winning the Pro League, I don't know. I, you know, you've got a fancy North. I think it's possibly the biggest challenges to Saints next season. But Silvans, I've got something going for them. Got some great young players coming through their system. Um, and they're well led. Yeah, you mentioned North there. A couple of big wins elsewhere at the weekend. Um, North 5-0 winners at Valrec and Rovers 7-1 winners at Rangers. So lots of goals around. Yeah, and lots of COVID, I gather. Lots of, you know, some teams were really badly hit. I think Rangers were one of those. Um, yeah, so North keep winning. Um, and they probably look back at the end of the season and, and think, you know, what if really? If they'd been won that game at St Martin's a few months back when they got edged out, they deserved to win that day, but they didn't get it. Um I'm sure they must be hoping for some sort of silverware um, to to come from this season because you know they are good enough. They should be winning something, and um, got some good young players as well. Yeah, and there is still lots to play for. The Premier League wrapped up, of course, but uh, plenty of cup competitions um, to look forward to. They've got the Stranger Cup semi-finals in the next week or so, um, the GFA Cup as well, of course, and the Inter-Island competitions, um, which will be uh, coming thick and fast now. So we'll, um, yeah, we'll bring you lots of discussion, reaction and analysis from those games over the, uh, the course of the next few weeks. Right, let's leave the pre-action now and uh, in part two, we'll be looking back at GFC. Welcome back. Uh, down at Fitzlane then on Saturday, another positive point for GFC. Tom Jackson's header securing a one-all draw uh, for the Green Lions at home against Uxbridge. Gareth, you were down there. Um, was it a good point? In the end, Tony, it definitely was, yeah. Um, 
to be fair, GFC were just poor first half and to be only trailing 1-0 was probably a positive as far as they, they were concerned. I'd have loved to have been a fly on the wall at half-time because um, when I spoke to Tony Vance afterwards, he, I, I sort of questioned him. I said, what, what was your message at, at half-time? And he very quickly said, my message or Fowl's message? Because <laughs> I'd have loved to have heard what Fowl... Fowl might have been um, peeling the paint off the walls with, how, with, um, with his thoughts. Um, uh, to put it nicely, Tony said, uh, Fal asked for a reaction in the second half, and they certainly got it. They were a much better second half. They, um, uh, they um, created more. They looked more of a threat. They changed sort of things around a bit, and they chucked um, Will Vazakali on pretty early in the second half as well, and that just gave him a bit more of a focal point. But, um, yeah, the first half, they never really got going, to be honest, and I, I did fear for them. When they conceded after sort of just six minutes, and it was a very simple goal, it was sort of like... It was almost a case of where's the defence here, and it was like, well, this is the portents of a pretty bad day. But um, they managed to sort of weather the rest of that storm to a degree. Um, got in at half time, one nil down, and yeah, second half. I think they they deserved the point. They were much better. They they gave um, Oxbridge a, a much sterner test, um, and um, they they got a deserved equaliser through uh, Tom Jackson, who nodded home at the, the near post of a corner. When I was watching it live, it looked very much like a, a set routine because sort of everything was loaded back post and he was almost unmarked at the front post and Liam Marm put in a, a delivery straight on his head. I mean, I, I think I could have scored it. It was a, it was a cracking... Oh, um, God. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> perhaps not. Perhaps as I thought I was defending it. You, were a, you were a goalkeeper, Gareth. I know, yeah, that's true. But um, it, it really was sort of like... I mean, Tom Jackson had a decent game, but it, it, it was almost... It would have been harder to miss, I think, um, from the quality of delivery. When, when I said to Tony afterwards, I oh, was that straight off the the training ground then and he said well no not at all actually he'd never practiced that one before but um, it sort of worked well uh, to be honest he, he was very fair in that Oxbridge should have scored again they, they had a couple of really sort of golden chances it, they were, it wasn't through um, through sort of mounting pressure it was just a, a couple of sort of minor mistakes from GFC and um, Anthony Mendy who was playing up front for Oxbridge he looked really good player and then and then he had a sort of a chance from seven yards with virtually an open goal and he, I think he, he just snatched it and dragged it a long way wide and it sort of like it wasn't like the rest of his performance but um, so they, they sort of got a, dodged a couple of bullets later on but uh, they certainly deserve the point over the 90 minutes for sure Yeah they've got a little tree of away games now before a run of five at home so what is it nine games left in total for GFC they're ten points off ninth with three games in hand on that, that side which is South Park who GFC actually played twice, I think, in that little run. Where do you think they'll finish? Well, 10th. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, if, if you take a couple of those games in hand, it's almost like their next couple of games. I mean, this week, this midweek, they're, they're away at Basingstoke, who are fifth. So that's going to be a very tough um, trip, and they're going to have a couple of people missing. I know um, Kesman's still not back, and um, Charlton Govine's still suspended. Um, and then next Saturday, they're away at Chertsey, who are second. So they've got a couple of very tough games coming up with with arguably sort of two or three key players missing. Do we know whether um, Jacob Fallows will miss any of these games? Because, of course, he got that red card last week, although it was completely... He was he was not involved in the incident at all. Um, they did appeal it, and I haven't actually heard the result of the appeal, but I imagine... From what I heard from sort of, um, committee men at GFC, the the video footage is very clear that it's it very, was very mistaken identity. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> and, much so. Yeah, but we so. know what um, the referees are like. Sometimes they tend to sometimes refuse these things, and 
and um, kind of put up a wall, put up a wall, <laughs> and say no, it was him. <laughs> yeah, I haven't found that for sure, but I'm because I'll miss him if they, if he is. Suspended. I know they were very confident that they would get it overturned. Um, so yeah, uh, obviously they're having a couple of sort of COVID issues. Actually, I think Ben AC will be back um, for the trip to Basingstoke this week, which is a which is a positive. But um, the way things are going, they'll probably be missing a couple <laughs> through that over the next couple of games but uh they're 14th at the moment i think um pretty much with like you say tony three games in hand on most other sides above them um and i think if they win a couple of those they'll definitely go above is it three more sides so i, I wouldn't i think a top 12 finish is certainly within their grasp for sure which will be off the back of a couple of years away from the league um a pretty good result and especially i mean they are definitely i don't want to give them too many excuses but they're definitely getting fatigued now you can tell i mean playing every saturday and pretty much every tuesday or wednesday it is catching up with them you can tell there's some pretty leggy performances around at the moment so um, i think they've got this midweek and they've got another game next midweek but after that I think they've got a bit of a break where they, they only play once a week. So um, if they can just get through this next sort of 10 days or so and pick up whatever points they can, it'll be tough. But um, I think they can push on towards top 12. Well, we could be seeing a lot of weary bodies come Marathi time then because if you've been following Jersey Bulls progress... Yeah, they're, they're starting to struggle. They lost yeah. at home on, um, on Saturday, well, didn't they? home away. Or home away. Home but away no, yeah. It's a home match. That's their fault, you know. <laughs> but they are now um, they're struggling to um, get that promotion spot. Oh dear. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Try and sound a bit more concerned for their plight. <laughs> yeah, they are right up against it and have been playing game after game after game as well. Um, yeah, so it, yeah, it could be quite a, a, a leggy Marathi uh, when it comes to it. But yeah, they, they've got more players to pick from, of course. Then. This is true. Um, yeah, it just goes to show as well, you know, uh, when there was the talk of GFC being relegated, would it be better for them to go down? Um, you know, it, the league below is, or that level below is no longer, or isn't an easy uh, division to be in. So It's not the pub football, which some people were talking about 10 years ago that GFC were playing in when, the, when they were at combined, combined counties level. No, it's obviously, certainly that Premier Division is, you know, is a decent level. And as Jersey are finding out. Yeah, so we'll watch that with interest. Um, I enjoyed Tom Jackson's goal. Yeah, nice header. And I also enjoyed the photos of the, uh, the, the I don't know, the fan who was over from Uxbridge taking the penalty at halftime and then <laughs> celebrating exuberantly <laughs> with Keanu Marsh. Yeah, he, he, he blasted his penalty. It was a great <laughs> penalty, to be fair. And he sort of went off doing um, doing a bit of a sort of Ravinelli, I suppose, almost <laughs> celebration. And Keanu just thought, oh, oh, I'm having a kick about just to warm up. I'll go and join in. <laughs> and then it, uh, it was great fun. But fair play to that, um, that visiting fan because he also um, donated half his winnings back to the Guernsey Mine charity as well. So that was sort of, that arguably got the biggest cheer of the day. That was very good of him to do that. Uh, but yeah, it was, a, it was probably the most exciting bit of the first sort of 50 minutes on <laughs> Saturday. Yeah, good addition to match day. Uh, I think Carl Atis missed a penalty, didn't he, in the first one? He didn't even miss it, really. I mean, it, I don't think it ever got it got off the ground. It was uh, his family were giving him some terrible stick for his most miserable effort going, <laughs> which is unlikely. Unlike him, of course, because that was his strength: dead ball kicking. Yeah. You know, if you'd have put some money on somebody doing it, it would have been Carl. Yeah. But no, it was awful. <laughs> 
Well, I've been given some gentle encouragement by Nick Legg to put my uh, money in the bucket. The nerves are already sort of setting in, I think, if I had to go up there and take a penalty. Well, the first one I saw was this really young lad who took one, obviously, from the 12 yards, and it got saved, and poor Jordan Kelly got a heck of a lot of stick for saving <laughs> this young kid's penalty, which, to be honest, I mean, he couldn't really do anything else, but there we go. No, it was um, it was quite, it was good fun on Saturday to see the, the guy enjoy himself so much, and, and for Keanu to join in as well. Yeah, good stuff. Well, uh, that's just about it, I think. Um, just a quick word about Alex Scott, who's back involved with uh, England under-19s um, over the next week or two. Uh, well, they've got three matches um, in their sort of elite round qualifying um, group uh, for the Euros, the under-19 Euros, which take place this summer. They take on Armenia, Portugal and the Republic of Ireland in Walsall, Rotherham and Chesterfield. So a bit of a tour for Alex and the England under-19s over the next week. But best of luck to him. Um, what else is coming up this week, guys? We've got uh, oh, a few more Premier League games, but then I suppose it's really all eyes on the cup competitions. Uh, we've got uh, Bells versus North uh, midweek game, Tony in the Prio. Um, obviously, North are now pretty much assured, I think, of We Wake Up Football. And pretty much it is, they're likely to finish second now, I think, after the weekend's results, but um, they'll be looking to maintain momentum. And then, yeah, this the rest of this month is sort of like domestic stuff. And then we get really into the heart of sort of inter-island competition. I think there's three, the first three weekends of April, there's Jeremy and We Wake Up ties. So um, I, th- I think a lot of people will be looking forward to that, seeing some different faces. And um, hopefully we'll see some Guernsey wins in, in amongst all that. Yeah, much anticipated. Um, OK, well, let's leave it there. Uh, do give us a follow on social media, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at GSY Press Sport. It's the place to go and uh, pick up the paper six days a week for the very best local football coverage. Um, Thanks, guys. We'll see you next time. Cheers, Cheers, Tom.